1: Showcase, brought to you by black and tan sports <laughs> greetings and salutations everybody <laughs> um, as the, some of you might recognize that intro was uh, it's a bit of a shout out to uh the former uh lead singer of survivor jimmy jameson who passed away this sunday and uh, brought us that great song from uh, rocky 4 so uh, i just wanted to give a little shout out to that so i threw together this quick intro but uh so, uh, welcome to the Puckin' Hostel Shoutcast number 10, uh, today is Tuesday, September 2nd, and, uh, it's Gatekeeper with, uh, Patrick Stankus. uh, both of us from, uh, PuckinHostel.com and, uh, this, uh, day after, uh, Labor Day, uh, Shoutcast, and, uh, the, uh, allergies are kicking both of our asses, so, uh, are how, how you doing, Pat? <laughs> It's the holiday edition of the Puckett Hostel Showcast. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Some
0: kind of holiday. Hey, you got the theme song from Rocky. You got Huey Lewis. This is fantastic. So, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, right before I, uh, right before I started recording, I was watching uh, a special about air disasters, and the first thing on the docket was the locomotive, um, you know, tragedy over in Russia and a little bit, like, what happened. I, I had never actually see, seen or uh, heard the details of what actually happened in the crash. So it was kind of interesting. It was, it was a really quick thing, and it, it was only, like, a quick 15-minute thing, but it was pretty interesting, and it uh, kind of ties in with the hockey theme of our uh, So, Yeah,
0: I think the anniversary of that plane crash is coming up, like, next week or so.
1: Yeah, it might be. It's. It was, I know it was very close to uh, camp time, so...
0: I, yeah, was, I I think probably should have looked. W- starts actually this
1: week. Yeah, I probably should have looked that up before I got on, but I was just, uh, you know, we're running as we're running late. So, it's a good
0: uh, episode of Air Disasters if you're a hockey fan. Uh, yeah, make sure you watch it because you'll have a new you know mindset on Russian aviation. Right, it, it's pretty scary about what ended up happening.
1: Yeah, it is. It uh, it was on the American. Uh, American Hero Channel or something I think they were calling it or whatever it was, but uh, it just I so happened. I'm had... sorry, go ahead. No, no, it just so happened that it was on uh, I was watching uh, some kind of 9-11 special or something and it just so happened that that was on right before we uh, decided to start recording. So, you know.
0: Yeah, if you got at and verse I believe that it was on uh, Smithsonian Channel.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Uh should check it out because like I said, uh, there weren't too many details when it happened, and uh, so it's kind of uh, interesting t- and uh, a good retrospective about the... They actually uh, had the the guy who was told to stay back for a game, and uh, they interviewed him on there, which is, you know, I'm sure pretty traumatizing for him.
0: Uh, you might have seen a different episode then because the one I saw didn't have uh, any other survivor. The one guy that... Uh but stayed back. He wasn't on the episode I saw, so maybe something a little bit different.
1: Yeah, I I, I think it's more um, focused on the actual air disasters. It just happened to so happened to be about a hockey team, but um, it was you know it was interesting. But uh, yeah, it definitely gives you a good uh, a good view into like you know the Russian aviation and all that stuff, and and how the planes were old and uh, outdated and all that stuff. So, anyway, I don't wanna bring i bring everyone down as we're uh just heading into the shoutcast, but uh there was just something that was uh you know that was going on but uh so you know anything new and exciting in your world I know it's been pretty uh pretty quiet on the n h l front nothing much,
0: even the uh latest issue of the hockey news was kind of disappointing to say the least,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen a few articles coming through lately, uh, and it's all, you know, like, speculation this, speculation that, and uh, it's nothing really exciting. Uh, It's just people debating made-up stuff, and I don't know.
0: It seems like the Hawks are the favorite pick
1: amongst a lot of people. Yeah, we did talk about that a little bit last time uh, with Greg, uh from uh Greg, uh Boyson from let's GoHawks.net, uh whose site you should check out uh he you know they've they actually done a full launch and uh they're publishing articles you can you know find them on Facebook and you can find them you know at let's GoHawks.net and you can find Greg Boyson on uh Twitter but we did talk about that with him last time how they were the uh they were the uh what was it like fifteen to two uh,
0: yeah, it was favorites. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then today it came out. I forget what uh who it was at um I can't think of it now. What uh, gambling site it was, whatever you call it. Uh came out with the Hawks being the uh the favorite uh, I forget what the odds were though. Right. So now we're we're really starting to get closer.
1: Yeah. Which well, is, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's September now. Uh Camp will be starting. And uh thank God. Because what a fucking boring month of August it was.
0: All, all month long, all summer long, we were thinking, all right, when's that trade coming? And then it never happened. It's like, all right, now it's really starting to, to drag along and everything.
1: Well, something's going to have to happen. I mean, they're over the cap. Uh, you know, unless someone goes on injured reserve, and, and you know, I can't say that really happening, but unless someone that's making over $2 million, Christopher Steig, goes on <laughs> injured reserve, I, you know, they're going to be stuck. They're going to have to trade someone. So,
0: I guess we're going to see. It just adds to the speculation, though, and some of the meatballs come up with some crazy trade scenarios and everything. And for my heart's sake, I wish it would have just, you know, the trade would have happened right away. So, we don't have to listen to some of that speculation.
1: Well, yeah, I guess. Uh... Now, I I don't think they think this was going to happen, but the guy who uh, who runs Second City Hockey now put up some kind of speculation on what would the Blackhawks get back for HOSA. And, uh, you know, that's not going to happen. But I guess, you know, you got to publish some kind of articles at this time of the year. And, uh, you know, basic I mean, who knows? But, you know, the the Hawks aren't going to trade HOSA and, no you know, Bowman isn't going to trade HOSA and not get any kind of return.
0: And yeah if he's um, waffling and
1: trading sharp, there's no way he's trading hosa right yeah yeah i mean you- you gotta keep i mean hosa you gotta keep hosa he's still one of the top wingers in the entire league, and uh, he's he's really not showing that much in the way of uh, slowing down, so you're not gonna dump him i mean i, I you' much rather dump sharp when he's at the top of his game, and you know he's gonna he's gonna start on the decline soon, so yeah
0: until hosa tears his hamstring from tripping over, jumping over the boards, I'm not in any hurry to get rid of him. Right, exactly. That was so. when I saw shout-out to Marty Havlin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, or Tevu <laughs> <laughs> Jumping oh, over the yeah. boards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Well, let's... Um, before we get too much into the Hawks stuff and start talking too much Hawks, uh, there was, you know... Not really much in the way of signings. Um, We had a couple uh, since uh, Leighton signed with the Blackhawks. Um, Once again, Meatheads, uh, Michael Leighton is probably not playing for the Chicago Blackhawks. He's going to probably spend most of the season in Rockford. Unless some kind of drastic problem happens or injury happens, uh, you're not going to see Michael uh, Leighton in the Chicago Blackhawks uniform. So... And if you do, uh, there's probably something seriously wrong. So
0: yeah, there's a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, you, and you, yeah, you, you might as well just start looking towards towards the draft next year if if we're getting to that fun that that period. So anyway, but uh, so yeah, Michael Layton, uh, you're not gonna see him. <laughs> and you as you were, you were gonna say, uh, see what Jose Theodore's up yeah. up to in the middle of the season. Uh, I. I, I'm that sure he's going to be at a beach somewhere in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we had, uh, a signing in, in Ottawa, uh, Craig Anderson re-signed for like three more years in Ottawa. And it's kind of a curious signing because they, um, seem to have put, you know, gone all in with their young goaltenders, um, and then, of course, they sign Anderson for three more years. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Uh, I'm not really sure what they're doing there. I mean, I can understand a little bit of insurance for a year or two maybe, but to, to sign him for three years, I mean, I, I don't know if they had to swallow their pride on that one or what the deal was. So
0: That pretty much sum up that they uh, are admitting they made the mistake in trading Ben
1: Bishop. Well yeah, that 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 yeah. definitely turned that turned out to be a big uh a big problem because yeah. uh you know, Bishop has turned out to be something in, in Tampa and uh Well well Craig Anderson's a good goalie. And he's just uh, your you
0: know, he's a he's a solid, reliable goalie, but he's not somebody I would see taking a team to the Stanley Cup.
1: Right. So you know, you've got Anderson and you've got Robin Laner, Laner, uh, who they've signed. They've pretty much got about five and a half million dollars wrapped up in two goalies. Uh, the Craig Anderson, actually, that was an extension. As I'm looking at that now, um, they signed him to as an extension. He's actually signed through this year for just over three million. They signed him for three more years for four point two a year. And then they have Robin Lanner for two, point, two and a quarter, about, uh, for three years. So I don't know. I don't, need, I don't know that you need Craig Anderson for four more years. they got a case of the Corey Crawford-itis there in Ottawa. <laughs> yeah, I know, your favorite contract. Oh, yeah. Happy <laughs> anniversary, by the way, for, to Corey Crawford yes. signing the
0: one-year-too-early deal. You
1: know. Yeah, I did see that. I saw that on our, on our outline. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on in Ottawa. I don't know if they're... I don't know what they're and doing. That, and then if you read the hockey news,
0: they have Paul McLean as one of the coaches on the hot seat. So it, it really has gone downhill rather
1: quickly in Ottawa. I did see an article, too, uh, where it was, you know, like the top five coaches who could see... who could have jobs by, like, mid-year. And, like, the first, the first one was Bilesma, of course. Yeah. And there were a couple more in there, too. But, you know, they were all retreads.
0: I think it was funny to see Bruce Boudreaux's name on the hot seat again <laughs> if Anaheim doesn't do anything in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, he, he hasn't been all that great in the playoffs. <laughs> um, to, to say the least, he has not been all that good in playoffs. So, um, anyway, uh, Craig Anderson, and then really after that, there wasn't really much of anything. Setaguchi uh, put, went, went the way of uh, Danny Heatley signing a, a – uh, you know, a really minor deal or camp deal with Calgary. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a seven hundred fifty thousand. I would have taken him for seven hundred fifty thousand. I mean, over like Versteeg. <laughs> I would have taken Setaguchi over Versteeg any day, but you know, I think a lot me. of
0: people would have.
1: Yeah, especially at you know a fraction of the price. But you know, you got to get rid of Versteeg first. Blackhaw- you know, since the Blackhawks are over the goddamn cap. Um, So Setaguchi went to Calgary where, uh, well, I guess we could bring this up now, (laughs) where uh, Sheldon Brookbank is going to be vying for a job this winter as he was invited to uh, Flames Camp uh, because he was sitting around waiting for the Blackhawks to resign him. But, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Blackhawks retreads and a lot of uh, reclamation projects. It's kind of like the early 2000s of Blackhawks uh, in Calgary. I I can't see, other than like Hiller standing on his head for the entire season, I don't know what's going to go on in Calgary.
0: And I feel bad for the Calgary fans too because they're some of the best in hockey and it's just not looking too good for them this year.
1: No, not at all. I don't know, you know. I don't know what's going on there. And I I I like Brian Burke, you know, for personal reasons, I like Brian Burke. I know a member of his family, or a couple members of his family, and uh, I I like his, you know, he doesn't take any bullshit and everything, but I don't know what's going on up there.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make too much sense to me. Somebody told me on Twitter over the weekend that uh, since when did Calgary become the new Florida, taking all the Blackhawks rejects, basically?
1: Yeah, I did see that. (laughs) I, I, I did see that. I... It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, when you when you take, you know, role players and you know, replaceable players from a Stanley Cup winning team, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get a cup just because they won a cup in in minimal roles.
0: But now, don't get me wrong on Brookbanks. I thought he was a really good fill in seventh defenseman, but that's it. He was not somebody that I would be happy with as a you know a top six defenseman the entire year.
1: Right, yeah. And and he was on the Blackhawks, he was right where he blogged. And now he's probably gonna be, you know, crowbarred into some kind of position that he probably shouldn't be in and uh I can't see him looking too good doing it either. No.
0: <laughs> probably a few uh turnovers coming out of the defensive zone.
1: You think? <laughs> <laughs> so uh and then really um outside of some no name players signing some very very minimal deals um Justin Schultz resigned for uh kind of a surprising number three point six seven five million which Justin Schultz hasn't really proved a whole lot of anything to anyone I mean he's a Good defenseman, but I, you know I wouldn't call I wouldn't put him in the great category, and uh, you know he had what thirty three points and seventy four games in his rookie year, or well, not his rookie year, his second year, uh, which was a drop off from the uh, uh, the shortened year where he actually had twenty seven points in forty eight games, so he actually dropped off a little bit. Um. You know, I I guess some people were comparing him to Nick Letty and what Nick Nick Letty may command on the open market. I don't know. You
0: know, I saw, I had uh, the chance to see Schultz play when uh, he was playing for Oklahoma City in the AHL. He does not belong in the AHL. He's definitely NHL ready, but he's not worth that kind of money yet.
1: Yeah, I guess it's, you know, it's one of those instances where they got to overpay to keep talent. Yeah. But, uh, you know.
0: The interesting observer in all this had to be Tyson Berry in Colorado because he's an RFA right now. And if you're going to compare Berry to Schultz, they're kind of on the same level, I would say. So if Colorado doesn't really want to pay that price, you know, Schultz may have just set the bar a little too high for Colorado.
1: Yeah. And like I said before, uh, this could set the bar for Nick Letty uh, in his uh, chariot out of Chicago.
0: So, I think uh, Quinville will be driving that bus out of Chicago for
1: him. Yeah, which I, you know, I'll never understand what he doesn't really like about Nick Letty. But uh, you know, there's a lot worse defensemen out there. Totally agree. So. Uh, you know that's that 's that the the league signings uh like really boring to be honest with you um, uh, something interesting that just came up today uh that I kind of wanted to laugh about uh me, me and Pat actually discussed it, and I saw it when I got home from work today, which was uh there was a uh <laughs> a tweet from aaron port 's line today uh something about the black the uh the the Blue Jackets don't believe Johansson has earned Taves money yet. They're worried that this kid will think he's done climbing towards greatness. Now, let me get something straight here. The guy had one admirable year. One pretty good year for a team that was just on the cusp of being pretty good. He's not Jonathan Taves. I mean, not even close. You gotta give... I mean, Jonathan Taves, you know, two Stanley Cubs, you know, the... The gold medals. He, he's ranked the, uh, just today I saw an article saying he's ranked the second best defenseman, or not defenseman, second best center, I'm sorry, in the, uh, the entire NHL, you know, between Sidney Crosby and Ajay Kopitar. You're going to tell me that you're going to, uh, you can't even, come on. That's just laughable. <laughs> <laughs> the guy had one decent, you know, one pretty good year. And now you're gonna start, you know, you're gonna start comparing him to one of the best two-way centers to ever play the game. Come on.
0: The only thing he has in common with Jonathan Taves is they wear the same number. That's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who was, you know, couldn't make the team. He was being scratched in the AHL two years ago, and he has one good year, and now all of a sudden are talking Jonathan Taves dad is stretching it by a long shot so um, yeah check that out the, uh, I actually retweeted it earlier today the, uh, and the guys from Cheer the Anthem actually retweeted it so that's why I saw it and uh, <laughs> the guys from Cheer the Anthem their reply was yeah he's right on the doorstep though <laughs> which <laughs> I found completely hilarious so uh, yeah the pe- the people in Columbus have, have gone batshit crazy already Apparently, if you're going to mention Taves and and Johansson in the same sentence, you
0: just got to look at that uh, James Wisniewski contract, too.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. That and Horton and. and Yeah. Forgot about Horton. Yeah. (laughs) Don't forget about him.
0: It's not a good thing when you're paying them that kind of money.
1: (laughs) No. No. So. uh, And something I didn't put on the. uh, uh, You know, I I didn't put together, but I meant to talk about, too, was. uh, next week, next Tuesday, the uh, NHL 15 comes out. And, uh, you know, if if any of you aren't into video games and stuff, you can, you know, shut this off or fast forward it for 15, 20 seconds or whatever. But, uh, I had a chance to download the uh, the new uh, demo, and it's pretty cool. It, it really is pretty cool. Besides the fact that you got to play with either the Kings or the Rangers, which is insufferable. But, um, it's a pretty cool game. The, there's some... Uh, they try to make it like an, an NBC sports uh, broadcast. And they actually use real video clips of Doc and Eddie talking between the games and stuff. Or uh, before the games and stuff. So it's pretty cool. I think, it, I think it's going to be really cool. I'm, I'm excited for it to come out. I actually bought an Xbox One just so I could play this game. Uh, when it, you know, of course, I'll play other games and stuff too. But I think it's uh, if you compare the two and the the Xbox One that I got was a bundle where you get Madden download for free. And uh, if you compare the two next to each other, there's just no comparison. NHL 15 is just way better. Uh, the, you know, they actually use real video clips of Doc and Eddie, whereas and uh, the the Madden game they're still using. Uh, animated clip you know animated versions of all the announcers so uh, that that's a big difference to me but so i don't know you know i don't know how much you are into video games but i just thought i'd bring that up well i'm
0: actually looking right now at my video game collection and i used to always tell people that i would buy every other year because i didn't want to buy you know buy every year and I just so happen to have a nice collection since I've got a PlayStation 3 of NHL 09, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So you could, smart money is on me buying NHL 15.
1: Now. <laughs> yeah. I've got, uh, you know, all of them up till uh, 5th, 14, which was in the old uh, Xbox platform. And then uh, basically they released, that was one of the last games I think they released on the old Xbox platform before they released the Xbox One. And I've actually. Uh, been able to put off getting an Xbox One, even though there are games like, uh, you know, Call of Duty and, uh, you know, the first-person shooter games that I've played before. Uh, I've put it off as long as I possibly could until the NHL 15 came out. And once I saw the video for it, I knew I had to have it. So, next Tuesday, uh, I will be picking it up on the way home from work, I'm sure. Or I'll be picking it up on lunch. (laughs) So,
0: in other words, there will be no Shoutcast next Tuesday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you, if there is a Shoutcast, it might be very abbreviated. Yeah. So. I'll stick to
0: the PlayStation 3 format, because I can't afford a PlayStation 4. So, uh, I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. uh, Are they going to make it on 3? I believe so. I could have sworn they saw it. Otherwise, I guess I'll be buying a PlayStation 4 this weekend.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I I think... uh... I actually may be getting a PlayStation 4 for the family at some point. So I may end up with both versions of it. But it's because we have multiple TVs in the house and kids and all that good stuff. So,
0: anyway. Well, it's funny, you know, just to segue into the, my whole comment about the, you know, I tried to buy every other year NHL video games. You know, you know, I'll buy 15 this year and now next year I'll probably have to buy a NHL 16 because the league's probably going to expand next year.
1: Yeah. That's a good segue. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it was lined up. I had to try it. Yeah, there you go. Great segue. Uh, uh, The last league news was uh, earlier last week. Um, Someone, somewhere, first of all, they started to float rumors that Vegas, uh, in 2017, Vegas was going to be, Vegas, I think they said Vegas and Quebec City maybe?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It was like for a long time I thought it was going to be Seattle or Portland, but now it's leaning towards Vegas and uh, Quebec. I think.
1: Well, yeah, I think they they originally said Vegas was a done deal, which I was which I find shocking. And we'll get more a little bit more into that. But then I heard you know Quebec City and uh, Vegas. I'm like, okay, I could see that two teams. And then the, and shortly thereafter, an article was released where they said. That um, Vegas, Seattle, Toronto—what? Well, Toronto would be actually be Hamilton, um, or actually they could share. I've heard um, that they would share the the whatever the the rink is there. Um, the Air Canada. Yeah, Center. the Air Canada yeah. Center. Which they have to be crazy sharing with two <laughs> hockey teams. And then uh, again, Quebec City. So four teams in 2017. I cannot see them diluting the talent of the NHL to you know out to four teams uh, in one year. I just can't see it. I, it I think, doesn't make any fucking sense to me.
0: I think we agree that it's going to happen. I just think it's going to be two. And knowing the NHL, they're going to screw over Quebec City and it'll probably be Seattle and Vegas that get teams.
1: Yeah. I, at this point in time, um, I from what I heard about, I heard some conflicting reports about uh, Seattle and their stadium there. Uh yeah, yeah it would not
0: be an ideal NHL situation that's for yeah. sure.
1: I mean Quebec, I think they're building are they aren't they building this stadium now? Yeah, it's
0: it's supposed to be done uh September or next year.
1: Right. So they're building one in Vegas while well, Vegas is, you know, Vegas they can put up a stadium in a couple of months. Yeah. But I mean I, I don't get the whole Vegas thing. No one that I have heard or listened to has understood the Vegas uh, while there's money to be made there, you don't have a diehard home crowd there. You don't. You're going to have a fraction of the crowd that are diehards, but majority of it are going to be tickets that are gobbled up by casinos and comp to their high rollers. So while they will be sold out every night, uh, you're not. I, I do you want to not have a solid home fan base?
0: Well, just got to look a little
1: bit further south
0: and east into Phoenix, don't you? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. they don't have a fan base either. All their money is brought in from the snowbirds from Chicago, Montreal, you know,
1: Toronto. All those teams that play down there. How dare you talk ill of the <laughs> of the Arizona Coyotes? Sorry,
0: damn it, <laughs> got to put a dollar in the jar.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it could be the Arizona Coyotes ending up in Vegas. It could be the Vegas Coyotes, yeah. for all we know. Um, so you know seattle I, I think is a viable market eventually i don't from what i hear their stadium isn't like i said uh really an nhl ideal arena but they could support it uh with you know definitely the the northwest is uh a you know an area they could support hockey whether it's portland or seattle or whatever I've heard, you know, I heard some people say that maybe Portland and Seattle could support yeah, teams.
0: I heard that too, but I don't necessarily agree with that. Yeah, I think I, that would, that would be diluting it way too much in the Northwest.
1: Yeah, well, that too, and you, and you got to think about the West Coast too. You know, the West Coast is rough. I mean, with the the time differences and the East Coast bias in the NHL, you're going to be it's going to be an uphill struggle. Yeah, I mean, you have to you definitely have a solid Fan base, and you don't want to dilute it too much. So,
0: I think if Seattle balks at the whole idea of a uh, building an arena, I think the key for them is getting an uh, an NBA team. So if they, you know, kind of drag their feet on this, I can see the NHL turning to Portland and saying, you know, if you want the expansion team, you can have it because Seattle's dragging their feet on this. Right. I think so. it's going to be, you know, one team is going to be in the Pacific Northwest. It's just you know kind of like flip a coin now based on what you're hearing out of Seattle. Yeah. So. But for the thing that I always thought about too with the expansion rumor if it happens next summer or the summer after, I always saw the two expansion teams, one being Quebec and the other being Seattle or Portland. And then um you'd still have the unbalanced conferences, so I was my thinking is, on that is uh I could see Florida cuz they're already in talks with the county about The county's in talks with uh, some sort of law firm to see if it's viable for them to even let the Panthers just leave. So I can see the Panthers relocating to Kansas City or Houston, and then it kind of balances out the conferences and divisions because you can move uh, Colorado back to the Pacific, and then you're not, you know, bouncing around time zones in the central division. Right. Yeah, probably too much thinking on my part. It's been a slow
1: summer, people. No, no. Actually, the more thinking, the better at this point in time, because <laughs> uh, we got to think about something. Yeah. So, yeah, NHL expansion 2017. Expect to see something happen. Uh, this <laughs> also brought up something else, which was kind of funny, which is uh, the guys over at Second City Hockey definitely, you know, they need stuff to write about because they're not like us where we can actually take some downtime and just. Do whatever we want. They actually have to you know, come up with content. So they actually were putting together kind of like, you know, who would the Blackhawks uh, retain and this and that. But, you know, if you look at the Blackhawks and, and their uh, the roster, I mean, it's not even really, you can't even really contemplate at this point in time because there's only so many people under contract. So it just doesn't really make sense to me to, contemplate who the Blackhawks would protect in 2000, you know, 17, 18, or well after this, between the 16, 17, and 17, 18. I mean, there's only, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players on the Blackhawks that are actually signed for that period of time. So, a <laughs> a lot can change. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> And, you know, one of those players is, uh, Patrick Sharp and, you know, he may not be here. So, uh, you know, and one of those players is Corey Crawford and, uh, Nicholas Johnerson and, you know, things could change. Things could definitely change. So, you know, I don't know.
0: I'll have to read up on my expansion draft, uh, knowledge cause it's been a while since we've had to use that.
1: Yeah, uh. You know, I don't know. (laughs) So, anyway, that's that with uh, the expansion stuff. So, uh, let's move on to Blackhawks news. Uh, Right after we did our last shoutcast, um, everyone's favorite Blackhawks failed draft pick, or recent Blackhawks failed draft pick, Kevin Hay is signed with the New York Rangers. So um we're finally done with that piece of shit. <laughs> don't hide your feelings about him, yeah. now. <laughs> good luck and good riddance, you know. If you yeah. don't want to be here then more, you know, whatever, fuck off. So he could, you know, whatever. He could be in New York and deal with that uh media there and the pressure that they're going to put on him.
0: Yeah, cuz there's no pressure playing in the big apple at all.
1: No, just ask Brad Richards. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get you into that and you, and you bid on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the first thing I thought of when he sang with New York. I'm like you know people like Brad Richards have melted in and just into a pile of shit with that uh that that media there and uh what other I mean there are other players or Rain, Wayne redden died there uh there's forgot a lot of, about him. I forgot about him, yeah, yeah, I mean. There's a lot of player, and then you know, on the islander side of things, you know, people like Rick DiPietro and God, who you know, who else?
0: Well, but, didn't Nabakov's career kind of die too well,
1: over on actually, the or He or revived did it die beforehand, beforehand. He revived his career slightly because it was dead when he left uh, San Jose. They branded him as a as a goalie who couldn't win in the playoffs, especially. So, uh. They branded him as a play, you know, as a playoff loser, and uh, they traded him over to the Islanders. He didn't want to play for the Islanders.
0: Or didn't, didn't he come back uh, sign, originally sign with the Red Wings, and then the Islanders claimed him off waivers? I because mean, he had to, I yeah. had to pass through waivers. I thought,
1: yeah, Damn. something like that. He was like yeah. he went, he went over to sign in the KHL or something, and to come back, he had to pass through waivers, and the Red the Red Wings signed him, and and when he passed through waivers, the Islanders claimed him and then he said he never say play for I the Islanders. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can't say I can't fault them for not wanting to play for the Islanders three years ago. They were not very good back then.
1: No, no. You definitely get a lot... At that point in your career, when you're, you know, older, you, I don't know that you'd necessarily want to face that amount of shots. So, you know, whatever. So, you know, hey, Kevin Hayes, enjoy your life in New York. Because... I guarantee you, when the Blackhawks see the New York Rangers, there are going to be a couple of people taking a shot at him. Uh, what surprised me? Yeah, I mean, you know, Seabrook, Seabrook's going to give him some shit. So, you
0: should take a lesson from David Backes. Have your head up.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's going to get drilled. He's going to get drilled because there. And are...
0: that's not putting a bounty on people's heads either. We're not saying go out <laughs> and hurt the guy. We're just saying rattle his cage a little and. You know, send a message to him. You oh. got to earn your way into the league.
1: Yeah. What are you guys doing? Putting on the foil every game. Yeah, you want some? No. <laughs> I wish I had the one. You can't put a bounty on a man's head. <laughs> if I, the first thing I did when you said that was I looked to see if I had that and I didn't have it. Damn it! That was a prime chance to play that one. So, yeah, Kevin Hayes, uh, a New York Ranger. Good, you know, whatever. To The best, best of luck to you,
0: kid. Get to light-up uh, New York with Matt Zuccarello.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, trust me. I've seen enough of the New York Rangers playing my two minutes per period of uh, the, the demo, the NHL 15 demo. You know, I'm switching over to the Kings, switching over to the Rangers, switching over to the Kings, because I'm getting so bored with it. This game can't come quick enough. So, uh, uh, let's see what else. Um, there was some kind of, there was like a rookie, I don't know what you want to call it, some kind of rookie showing of the top young players in the NHL uh, last week, two weeks ago. And uh, Mr. Taravainen, Taravainen, was one of the um, prime uh golden ponies that they trotted out in front of the league Uh, you know with you know out there with his Blackhawks uniform on for uh, trading cards and stuff and uh, I guess somewhere along the line someone revealed that um, apparently everyone on the Blackhawks calls him Turbo (laughs) he's not called Tevu anymore Uh, they only call him Turbo Teravainen so Fans, there you go. That's what you're gonna call him from now on. That's gonna be his new name, Turbo. So that's his nickname from now on out, and uh, no more Tevu. I have to look for that trading card when it comes out and put
0: it in my Cam Barker pile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's There's uh, the guys over at the Cheer of the Anthem have really been tooting the Taravain and Horn. Uh, they want to see him, you know, here, and you know, I wouldn't be up against it, but I don't think he's going to, but. I wouldn't be against seeing him, you know, a little bit of excitement to have a, a young, promising prospect playing, you know, for the Blackhawks because we haven't seen really that in a long time. So, But Dylan Olsen didn't do it for you? <laughs> I don't want to speak ill of Dylan Olsen. <laughs> His dad follows me on uh, Twitter and on uh, Facebook, so I don't <laughs> want to speak ill of the poor the poor guy. But, uh Yeah. Yeah, I hope he has a good career in Florida. <laughs> no, I, I I hope he has a good career in Florida. But he was just he yeah. was buying way too much here in Chicago. Who knows what was gonna? He,
0: he was another guy who needed ice time, you know. And it's yeah. he's yeah, not get, gonna get it. He's not gonna get it here. And it's that yeah, it is kinda, what it
1: is. You kind of had to throw him out there and and let him play. And uh, his dad is actually a coach. Uh, I don't know what team he coaches. I, I forgot. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Uh, his, uh, I didn't put two and two together when his dad was actually tweeting to me about things, and he was being very critical of the crew, um, at uh, the crew in uh, Rockford, and I, I'm, I'm like, man, this guy's really riding these Rockford guys hard, and I'm like, you know, really the, the Rockford crew are just, you know, they're just puppets, you know, they're just doing what they're told. They don't really do a whole lot of anything. They're just basically there to to uh, to develop players enough so that maybe they could play NHL hockey someday. So, Uh, yeah.
0: If you saw my rant last year after I forget who it was that took the cheap shot at one of the Wolves players, and they had like another, uh, I think it was a line brawl. And then as they were walking off in the tunnel, he crawled across. Oh yes. And I just tore to shreds Ted Dent and the whole Rockford staff. They're basically just—it's embarrassing because you're you're supposed to prepare these, you know, players for the NHL, and they have they have no control whatsoever over
1: that team. Yeah, that, that was a complete and utter shit show. I mean, you can't do that. You can't crawl across, uh, <laughs> Even crawl the game, across the concrete with your skates on to go to go get into an, uh, uh, a confrontation with a guy. You just can't do it. I was
0: at a game. Uh, I think it was against Lake Erie. And uh, actually, Dylan Olson was. Uh, he got jumped by Patrick Bordelow of Colorado now. And he got jumped by him. Then Moran went after him. Then all of a sudden, Shaw comes flying off the bench, does an ultimate warrior style clothesline on Bordelow. And then Wade Brookbank comes off the bench. I'm like, this is just minor league hockey at its finest and worst. And it was horrible to watch almost. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't. You can't do stuff like that. I mean, uh, I'm trying to find...
0: uh, If it happens once, I get it, but it's been, you know, it's more than a handful of times that you've seen on a Saturday, late night Saturday night, you see AHL
1: line brawl, and who's featured in it? Rockford. It's kind of tiresome. I had to look up who it was. It was Bobby Shea. Bobby Shea is the guy who did it. Uh, I just looked it up. Uh, I, I knew I'd know the name if I saw it. But yeah, he, he, he got taken off. Him and another player got taken off. They were walking to the locker rooms. And the locker rooms, basically, you both walk down the same where the Zamboni goes. So it's like a big, wide, um, like almost driveway, the garage. And there's carpet on each side where each team can walk back to their locker room. But in between the carpet is 20 feet of uh, concrete. And you can't walk on concrete with your skates. Everyone knows this. So what his, does he do? He gets down on all fours and crawls across the concrete like an animal to go over and get in, uh, you know, to get back into a confrontation with this other guy. And nothing really happened. They basically grabbed each other, and and uh, the police were there and jumped in. But it was just—it's embarrassing. You can't do that,
0: especially when the uh, Blackhawks logo is on the shoulder of the Rockford uniform. Yeah. I mean, you are representing the NHL in a way, and it's—I'm one of those, you know—conduct, you know, be a pro about it. You know, I'm tired of watching the amateur behavior become acceptable
1: almost. Yeah, that was. I mean, you're never going to make the NHL if you act like that. No, and nor no. should you. So. No, he pretty much wrote his ticket out of Rockford, which you know—he yeah, could go play with Kyle Beach in Switzerland or whatever the hell it is. He wrote his he pretty much wrote his ticket out of. Out of Rockford, I and I don't know if that was worth it for him because he really he he's not he like got a punch in or anything. So I don't know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> there's your Bobby Shea talk for the night. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing how a Taravainen talk turned into that sort yeah. of rant, huh? Yeah. Speaking of Turbo Teravine, <laughs> Uh the Blackhawks rookie tournament roster. I guess you know there's a rookie tournament that goes on up in uh, up in uh, Toronto, I believe it is. Uh, At the Budweiser Center or something, I think it is. Uh, That'll be going on uh, later next weekend, I believe. And uh, the Blackhawks released a roster. Uh, Just to go over a couple of them real quick. Uh, The forwards that the Blackhawks announced were uh, a free agent player, I guess his name's Chad Bauman. Uh free agent Cody Karan, uh free agent Corey Thorson, free agent Ryan Van Strallen, uh free agent who I believe uh is actually a pretty decent player from what I've heard. Brent Wellachica. I get I guess his name is. Uh, Sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's from what I hear he's he's actually a decent player. Um then free agent Jamie Wise. And as far as um, you know Blackhawks prospects goes, uh is for for the forwards, um you have Alex Broadhurst, Matt Carey, uh, Philip Deneau, Matt uh Matt, Ryan Hartman, uh, Mark McNeil, Dennis Rasmussen, uh Garrett Ross, and uh, Turbo Taravainen. And on defense, uh you have the Blackhawks prospects, which are Dylan Fournier, uh, Steven Johns, Victor Svedberg, the six foot eight, two hundred and thirty five pound defenseman, who played in Rockford last year. Again, shout out to his family; they follow us on Facebook, and uh, the, I see them liking some of our posts from now and uh, now and again. Uh, Trevor Van, uh, Van Riemsdyk, who is uh, the other Van Riemsdyk's brother, who I guess he's, he's supposed to be a pretty decent uh, prospect and then uh free agents are uh Kirill Godovitz, who was a, a Blackhawks prospect actually they actually got him in a trade for the Phil Parody trade and now he's signed to an AHL contract uh Justin Hall who was a Blackhawks draft pick I believe and they didn't sign him but then he signed an AHL contract and then um a guy named uh Paul Swindlehurst which <laughs> that's a great name <laughs> From Blackrod, Great Britain. <laughs> so that's just that's, good good
0: names all around there. That's just one of those where you're hoping and praying. He makes an AHL team or, you know, crazier things have happened, crack an NHL roster and just walk around with a Swindlehurst jersey. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, from Blackrod,
1: Great <laughs> Britain. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then the goalies are Matt Carruth and uh, a free agent named... Uh, Ken Appleby from uh, the Oshawa Generals in the OHL who is a 19 year old kid so pretty good sized kid too 6'4", 207, pretty big guy. I don't know anything about him but that's the uh, rookie roster for uh, for the rookie tournament uh, the Blackhawks play um, on Saturday September 13th against the Toronto team on Sunday September 14th against the Pittsburgh team and uh, on Monday, September fifteenth, against the Ottawa team, so that's uh, where the Blackhawks prospects will be playing. Let's hope uh, Turbo lights it up. And so. I
0: know it's only a rookie tournament, but I'll be focused on the goaltending just to, you know, get an idea if either one of these two have a potential future. I would say in the uh, at least the AHL, possibly an NHL backup career. Right, yeah. Because there really is it's slim pickings in the Blackhawks farm system as it goes for goalies.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the restrictions are on the roster, but... uh, Excuse me. I'm kind of surprised that maybe Ken Simpson wasn't uh, sent out there uh, as well with Carruth. Because they're kind of on the same, same level, but, you know, maybe they can only send two goalies, so... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they got. Yeah, so... Uh, let's see, we touched on the Brookbank uh, invite to uh, Flames Camp, uh, you know, snore. <laughs> uh, actually, today you touched on the fact that Corey Crawford signed his uh, extension last year. So, uh, you know, happy S- anniversary to that. Snore. <laughs> yeah, snore. And then, uh, basically, you know, camp's going to be coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Two weeks, I think. Yeah, two weeks. So we uh, we have a couple more weeks of quietness, and uh, you know the rookie tournament will be next weekend, which you know be a little bit of excitement. But then once camp starts, we'll really get this thing rolling. So so anyway, um, as we're uh, rolling through a lot of this stuff, uh, I guess we could probably go into this uh (laughs) to this week's uh, special segment so uh, that being said here we go oh man I wish I could go
0: back in time I take state (laughs)
1: little Hugh, well, listen to news. Uh, I I have to also uh, apologize to everyone for all my sniffling and snorting, but uh, just allergies and sickness in the house has just been killing me, so I'm doing the best I can. Bear with me. I know Pat uh, has had the same issue recently, too. So
0: I thought it was uh, the tears streaming down your face from laughing so hard at this roster. <laughs> you're
1: about to break down. <laughs> yeah, this... In the dark period of the Blackhawks, this is probably one of the worst teams. Oh, God, I think it's, it's... their worst <laughs> record they had in the 2000s. So this was the end of the Brian Sutter era, <laughs> the 0304 Chicago Blackhawks. Again, you could find uh, you can follow along if you'd like, uh, at hockey-reference.com, and this is the 0304 Blackhawks roster. Uh, they were uh, 20, 43, 11, and 8. 59 points they finished fifth in the uh, central division and uh good old Brian Sutter this is the last we saw of him <laughs> uh <laughs> you know if you, if you look at the if you look at the I think they lost what let's see one two three four five six seven in a row um they lost what is this uh like nine or nine of the last ten. It was brutal. It was really brutal. I don't I believe
0: wanna... I don't want to give it away yet, but uh I'll wait till you bring his name up. <laughs> we
1: we we got a lot of people to bring up in this roster. Yeah. They I uh they uh <laughs> they used a lot of players this year. So uh, So anyway, I will uh I guess we get into this a little bit. Uh, some names that we're used to hearing of the last couple uh, shoutcasts are Mark Bell and Kyle Calder are in here. Uh, the next guy, I'd never even heard of this guy. I don't know who in the fuck this guy is. Quentin Lang uh, played, I don't know, a handful. He had an assist, so he played a couple of games. Number 45, 6'3", 183, 24 years old. Uh, I really got to check this guy out because I don't,
0: I don't remember him at all.
1: Uh, let's see. He played three games with the Blackhawks, then played, played, you know, roughly 80 games for the Washington Capitals over the, the following three years. Uh, he had a total of three goals in his NHL career. So yeah, he played seventy-six games with the Washington Capitals, He had three goals and seven assists. So I guess. Yeah. Quentin oh, Whoever the fuck that guy is. Uh next guy who is a guy who uh you know Blackhawks saw very little of, but he actually had a decent NHL career, which is Travis Moen. He wore the the uh the very the ever popular number fifty nine for the Blackhawks. And this was probably, I, I. this was his rookie year because he was only 21 years old, so. yeah, what, he, he played with Montreal, I think he may have been. I think it was with the Ducks, too. Yeah, uh, let's see. Yeah, he was at Anaheim, Montreal, San Jose. So, you know, he had a decent NHL career. He was pretty much a face puncher when he came into the NHL. He actually... His rookie year with the Blackhawks, he uh, he had a, he played, played all 82 games and had 142 penalty minutes and had six points. <laughs> he actually, this is funny. In the middle of his career, uh, for four straight years, he was actually in the nomination, so he was he had got some kind of votes for the Selke Trophy for four straight years, <laughs> which I find pretty funny. But, uh, I don't know
0: how you get votes for that when you're a minus 18,
1: 17. Yeah. He's been a minus every year in his career except for last year. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to add to that. It kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, I mean, listen to this. Minus 17, minus 3, minus 4, minus 10, minus 18, minus 17, minus 1, minus 2, minus 4, minus 3, minus 4, and then last year he had... A plus two in Montreal playing 65 games, so it, it all started with the O304 Blackhawks folks. Uh, rounding out the uh, the left wings is uh, Eric Nicholas. Uh, I don't even know, never heard of him, and I don't think anyone else heard of him again. Uh, who knows? He uh, played for Boston a little bit. Played for St. Louis. Uh, played 21 games for the Blackhawks and then went back to Boston and ended his career there. So, yeah. Eric Nicholson. Uh, Tomo Rutu, uh, this was his rookie year. I think uh, people may be a little familiar with him. He actually, uh, I think people thought he was going to be something. I, I, I remember a little bit of a buzz in the Chicago thinking he was actually going to be something and, and, uh, for the Blackhawks. But he definitely showed up at the wrong point in uh, the Blackhawks' history, for sure.
0: I think he's just kind of filled out to where he's just going to be a expensive role player now for the rest of his career. That's, that's all he's going to pan out to be.
1: Yeah, an interesting fact, and uh, I heard this on Merrick Verswyshynski Friday. They do their game show Friday. Uh, they were, uh, the, the game show Friday was, uh, basically, uh, was, uh, players who were or weren't on the cover of an NHL game and, uh, Tuomo Rutu was one of the choices and he was actually on a European version of one of the NHL games, which I didn't know. And I found kind of, uh, comical. I
0: remember, I know that they do the, uh, the special covers for, like, different parts of, uh, of Europe, and I do remember RUTU being on one, I just don't remember what year.
1: Right, uh, yeah. He actually, you know, he's put together an okay career, uh most of his, his big years. I mean, he 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 did okay. His rookie year at the Blackhawks, he had 44 points, and he was a negative <laughs> <laughs> 31. He was sixth in the Calder Volting, which, you know, it's not too bad for a team as bad as the fucking Blackhawks were. They were terrible. Uh, the next year he must have uh, gotten hurt because he only played 15 games.
0: I know uh, one year he, uh, I think he severed an ankle tendon or something like yeah. that.
1: And then the following year, he came back with 33 points in 71 games and was traded, or what, well, then he had another 60-game season work, and he was traded off to Carolina for, uh, in the uh, Andrew Ladd trade, I believe. Yep. So, uh, hey, I'll take Andrew Ladd over Omarutu any day. But he had some, he had some decent years in uh, Carolina, 57 points, 54 points. You know, he's been an okay player. He was on the Devils last year. I don't know where he's at this year, but Apparently
0: yeah, he's uh he's still on the Devils, I believe.
1: Yeah. yeah whatever.
0: Apparently I missed that trade on the trade deadline. I don't remember him being traded. I yeah. To to New Jersey. I just Yeah. No well, no
1: clue. That one must have flew over. We were too busy contemplating who was gonna play second line center. <laughs> so that's the truth yeah yeah that is that's what that's what it was in chicago uh back to uh centers we got tyler arneson we all know we all know about him york Korolev. we know about him brett McLean. we talked about him last time scotty nickel um i barely remember him uh (laughs) remember
0: him from his san jose days I i think it was
1: yeah yeah uh if that's the same nickel, is it? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, he was in San Jose for a couple years, St. Louis for a couple of years, National for a couple of years. Yeah, you know, he's just a journeyman. So, uh, the next guy, Mikhail Yakupov. <laughs> I remember it's of, him. It's one of my favorite. Uh, I believe he was a first-round draft pick. Yeah, Yakupov and Jamnoff playing on the same team. 136 and 113. I uh, I'm, I said it before, and I'll
0: say it again. Could you imagine if those two were on the team now with Eddie O and Pat Foley?
1: Oh. you just want to throw your remote through the TV. They'd be tripping over each other, just <laughs> yucking it up with that. Yeah. Yeah, Yakup, Yakupov, let's see. He was a... He was 10th overall. Yes, first-round pick, 10th overall. He's 32 years old now. Boy, they really hit it good with the back-to-back picks
0: in the 2000 draft in the first round.
1: Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> this guy other guy's coming up very shortly. Yeah. Let's see. Yakupov, he the last time he played was uh the twelve thirteen season for uh Metalgerg, Which is the uh the team that uh uh Mike Keenan just took to the championship last season. Metalurg, whatever it is. Magnetigorsk or whatever yeah. it is. Today. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try. I think Paul Maurice was a coach there before Keenan, too. Might have been, yeah. I, I'm not even going to try and butcher the, the Russian <laughs> names. This guy I work with will, will just look at me and shake his head. <laughs> He's like full 100% Russian, like right over from Russia. <laughs> um, so, Jamnov uh, Daze, we know, all. we know all about Daze. We talked about him at length. Uh, Matt Ellison. 20 year old Matt Ellison, who ended up getting traded to Philadelphia for a Mr. Handsome, Patrick Sharp. Uh,
0: That one uh, probably still is a sore subject in Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He played. Even though we all want Sharp probably out of town, you know, it's. Yeah. Matt Ellison played a grand total of seven games in Philadelphia (laughs) and had one assist. And uh, we all know what Patrick Sharp's done. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that was what oh six oh seven. He played for the Philadelphia Phantoms, and the Milwaukee Admirals. That he went over the, K- and then he's been over the KHL ever since. Man, ellison has <laughs> been play- actually he stopped playing and in- after twelve thirteen. So he was a K- KHL All Star. Oh my God. <laughs> was- well, I don't know that he was an All Star, but he- I-, I doubt he was. I don't know that it wouldn't that. shock me for some reason. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, after Matt Allison, you have Matt Keith, which I actually remember Matt Keith because he came up around the same time Duncan Keith came up, roughly. They, were, they actually both played on the Blackhawks, I think, at the same time. And I remember it, there being two Keiths on the Blackhawks. God, it, little did I, I was... know the difference in talent. <laughs> I yeah. think it was
0: the year after the lockout that they were on the on the, on the Hawks together. Yeah. So
1: uh, then after uh, Matt Keith, you Ville Nieminen.
0: Which, I remember him.
1: Yeah, I barely remember that guy. Uh, you know, obviously he's from Finland. If you can't tell by the name, uh, he was a. He was just basically just slapped all over the league. He played for a bunch of teams and did nothing anywhere. He was a roster filler on the Hawks. Yeah, and he finished his career with a couple of years in the KHL and then uh, in Finland. At thirty-five year, actually, thirty-five years old in Finland, he he, had, he put up fifty points in fifty-seven games and had one hundred and thirty-two penalty minutes. So that's interesting. I'm not gonna
0: go there. I
1: was gonna bring up. Oh, didn't Tavu do that too? But no. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that leave that alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, then, uh, good old Igor Radulov again. The uh, Radulov, the, the other Radulov. Uh Steve Sullivan, uh, Sean Thornton, which I believe this might have been his last year with the Blackhawks, who now is what with Florida now, I believe. I believe so. Yeah. He's Florida's favorite... Or uh, Boston's favorite son. They're still crying that he's gone. <laughs> Fucking... He had... He had eight points last year, and Boston's crying that he's gone. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine if they had Bolig, and then Bolig was gone? Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. We're actually going to mention him shortly. <laughs> um... Ryan Vanderbush is next, uh, then Pavel Vorobiev. There's the other draft pick Yeah. from the 2000s, 10 yeah. and 11. Yeah, 21-year-old, number 32, Pavel Vorobiev, the uh, the great Russian hope of the Chicago Blackhawks. Mr. Unibrow, as I call him. Yeah, <laughs> who played a grand total of 57 games in the NHL. Swing and a miss on that draft yeah. pick. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I can't say that he played all that terrible. He played 39 games for the Blackhawks in uh, 0506, and he had 21 points. Which at 21 years old, is not entirely that terrible. I mean, you, if you double that, 42 points, if he would have played close to a full season, it's, terrible. it's not terrible. That's not terrible. Yeah, it's not that bad. Whatever the case, he disappeared after that. He maybe he, may, he may have had injuries or whatever, but um. He actually played on that locomotive team uh, for a couple of years. He was still young, too. Yeah. It was before he came over to the Blackhawks. But, uh, and then he uh, he ended up back going, going back over to Russia and playing a couple of years over there. And his last games were in 08-09. Uh, he must have had some kind of injury problems.
0: I heard somewhere like a few years after he left uh, North America, that the Hawks still held his rights and he was hoping that they would trade his rights. That was the last I heard of him with the Blackhawks.
1: Trade him where? To Finland? <laughs> <laughs> or Germany yeah. or something? Jeez. Yeah, exactly. He he's, mostly got tired of the
0: uh, Norfolk, Virginia crowd. He's that still play.
1: only 32 years old, which is not that old for a hockey player. No. You'd figure if he wasn't injured, being a first-round draft pick, he'd have some kind of talent somewhere. So... I don't know. Uh, then we'll, uh, let's go back down. Let's go down to the goalies again. We're gonna, uh, the previously mentioned uh, Michael Leighton played. Uh, this is, geez. There were a lot of goalies that played this year. <laughs> I think uh,
0: this is the year
1: Tebow got hurt with the
0: hip. And yeah, that was you, the beginning of the end for him.
1: Yeah. Craig Anderson, who we talked about earlier. Uh, Michael Leighton, who we talked about earlier. Adam Monroe, who... Uh, was one of my favorite uh, players on one of the NHL games. He was my he was my goalie that I was going to uh, groom into a starting NHL goalie. Uh, the hockeynight.com their favorite Chicago goalie Steve Passmore, uh, Matt Underhill, and then your favorite uh, from the past uh, Jocelyn Tebow. <laughs> so didn't
0: have such a great year. This no <laughs> five seven
1: two for Tebow. He well, he didn't have too much going on there. That was they went with the battery of uh, Anderson and Layton. It wasn't very good. No, it wasn't. They both actually turned out to be pretty decent NHL goalies, but they not 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 behind this team they didn't.
0: Oh, so, well, well, again, once you get to the defense on this team,
1: it yeah. will speak for itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And speaking of the defense, um, Jonathan Aitken, who I know nothing about, six four, two hundred and thirty pounds. I know I couldn't stand the next two or next three you're about to get to. Uh yeah, Anton Babchuk. Uh <laughs> Michael Barinka. I don't even remember him. I do. <laughs> <laughs> he was only nineteen year old uh Michael Barinka and Anton Babchuk. Bab- Babchuk I think was uh, a first round draft pick too, wasn't he? Yep.
0: Yeah, he was a first fun- they either really hit it good with their first round draft picks or were they missed badly.
1: <laughs> yeah. He actually had a couple of decent years in uh, Carolina. Eventually, down the road, he turned into a decent defenseman. But didn't they trade
0: him? Didn't they get Danny Richmond for him? I think that's.
1: His <laughs> trade, I think they did. That, do- that doesn't make me feel anything. <laughs> Chicago's native son, Danny Richmond. I think they. Uh, I think the Blackhawks had his rights twice. Yeah, I think they did. I think too. they actually drafted him and traded him away, and then traded back for him. I, I never understand that, but no. There's a reason you got rid of him in the first place. Yeah. And then uh, Michael Brinka, who uh, uh, played a total of uh, what? Let's see, 34 NHL games for the Blackhawks. Yeah, not much, nothing much to shout about there. I just remember the
0: name, and I remember he wasn't very good. That's about it. <laughs> I just remember the name, and he wasn't very good. Yeah. I guess that's a pretty good way to put it. Yeah, it it really was. I mean, there wasn't a highlight or anything. I just, I remember him being one of their, you know, high players they were high on, or, you know, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah. And it didn't work out too well. No. Uh, Then after uh, Barinky, you have Brian Burrard, (laughs) which was definitely a reclamation project, but he actually did all right. He had some decent numbers. Good old One-Eye, Willie (laughs) One-Eye. <laughs> or as my buddy calls him Cyclops <laughs> I know. You know, you don't really don't want to make fun of the you really don't want to make fun of the handicap, but yeah. You know, in, in this, and in this the, respect I guess you have to. <laughs> how do you have
0: forty seven points and then you're a minus twenty four on defense. Come on. Uh, what
1: well, <laughs> <it, it,
0: laughs>
1: Yeah. Forty seven points, he was a minus twenty four and then in O five oh this this season, you five oh six uh, the five, You know, the next year, uh, he had uh, 32 points. It was a negative 29. So, he actually got Norris Trophy votes for the Blackhawks this year. The hell is wrong with some people? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that pisses, what I, that
0: pisses me off. What Why I go?
1: will he, he was up for the uh, the NHL. Uh, the NHL Norris Trophy that year. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know what? That those performance enhancing drugs he got busted for, they weren't doing him any good.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Hey, first round draft pick, first overall. Yeah, the Islanders screwed that up too. Actually, um that that's interesting. Uh I, I forgot about this that um there was a guy at work, he was talking to me about uh uh the one of the uh, little league teams from Rhode Island or something that was uh, that played against the Chicago team. Uh, shout out to the Chicago team, the the that uh, won the uh, U.S. championship. But um, the Rhode Island team, I guess they're coached by a guy and he, uh, whose dad is a very famous high school hockey coach in Rhode Island, basically owns the uh, record of the most championships in a row of like 32 of really yeah and uh there was actually a documentary done about him i think it's called uh ice kings i can't find it i was looking for it like on netflix and stuff but uh i believe there's the is called ice kings and he basically won like 32 in a row and then in the middle 2000s he lost a couple but he basically has won some sense and brian Burrard was one of the players that played with him uh got along with uh uh, Brian Lawton, and uh, there were a couple other players too that played for that that high school. Uh, but, but I I just noticed Berard. There were actually a couple Blackhawks. It was Berard and someone else who played for the Blackhawks at some point in time that were uh, that played for this guy, which I found pretty interesting. So I don't know if you could find it. I guess it's, I guess there's a book on it too, but. Uh, the guy's name escapes me. Uh, I'll have to
0: look it up. I'll yeah. try
1: to yeah. I'll find, find that out. Yeah, it's actually uh, pretty interesting. So, and from what I heard, they, you know, they don't have the nicest facilities and you really, you know, he was telling some kind of story about, you know, uh, the only way you were able to keep your, your equipment at the rink is if you make the varsity team. Otherwise, you got to haul it around wherever you go or something like that. I'll have to look more into it. I'm hoping that I can find uh, the documentary somewhere because I kind of want to. I'm kind of interested to see what it's about. But that's a little side note to Brian Barrard. huh, so back to this Blackhawks shit show on defense. <laughs> uh, and for Brian Barrard, you have good old forty-three, Nathan Dempsey. Unfortunately, I remember that name. <laughs> yeah, I remember that name too. Uh, good old number forty-four. Burke Henry, who I vaguely remember. I don't really remember him. And then uh, speaking of the, uh, the locomotive crash, uh, again, Pat Foley's favorite defenseman, Alexander Karpatsev. Dr. Karpatsev. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, one of your favorites, John Clem. A lot, yes. of, lot of numbers in the 40s on this team. Yeah, normally that means you're not very good. I mean, doesn't it? I, in the NHL, isn't that like your AHL number? I mean, yeah. I mean, you got you got a forty-five, you got a forty-two, a forty-three, a forty-four, a forty-two, a forty-seven, a forty-nine, a forty-one, and a forty. Almost all of the forties are taken care of. See, John
0: Collem's greatness trickled down to Mikhail Barenka <laughs> with that number forty-two.
1: Well, you know, <laughs> they get them while they're hot, you know. Now, I wear a number 44, but I'm not a very good hockey player. So it's <laughs> I hey, I actually really like 44. That's the number I wanted in football before I started wearing 48. I wear a number 48. So
0: oh, I can't, you I, can't <laughs> sh-
1: I can't shit all over 40 numbers, but I mean, I'm a goalie. Goalies get away with weird numbers. <laughs> so uh after Karpov, Clem, and then you have uh Kukunen. Kukkonen.
0: I remember him well.
1: Yeah. Uh then another first round draft pick, uh, Steve McCarthy failed. Footnote in Blackhawks history. Steve Pope's again. Darren Quint. I just uh, like how quickly you were to throw that failed right on uh, McCarthy. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue real nicely. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I don't want to wish ill on anyone, but I hope Kevin A just you know tears his ACL. <laughs> you know, just come on. Anyway. Slightly uncalled for, but, you know, hey, whatever. <laughs> but best wishes to him. Uh, after Darren Quint, you know, a guy who was pretty familiar name is uh, Stefan Robita. He okay. had a pretty, pretty decent, uh, long career in the NHL. Apparently he's still playing, and he's on with Toronto. Yeah, well, I, playing is a relative term.
0: <laughs> you, know, it's bad. you know you had a bad year when... You're remembered for toe picking and breaking your leg in about two or three different spots against the Blackhawks. Yeah,
1: yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, did, uh, speaking of Toronto, did you see uh, that Steve Simmons thing that I posted up? Something about you know, good thing, uh, good thing the the Maple Leafs aren't playing in the uh, the CHL, the Corsi Hockey League. They're these seem to be doing just fine in the NHL. <laughs> and I'm and I'm think, and I, and I wrote, define doing fine. <laughs> because i if last thing I remember Toronto was a complete and utter shit show last year, <laughs> and when he tweeted this it was last fall, so i don't I don't get what just fine means maybe my 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 definition of just fine his definition definition of just fine is
0: now we we and you have the same definition of just fine, and <laughs> it's you
1: know far from Steve Simmons yeah, it's not the same yeah well he, he's just hating on those uh the fancy stat people so. You might as well embrace it, dude, otherwise it's gonna run you right out of the business. But I still gotta
0: learn more about it before I, you know, go call yeah. it the savior of hockey, but Yeah,
1: it's not the savior, but it's definitely something else you can, you know.
0: I I always rec- just prefer it an eye test, but yeah. it's, you know, different generation or whatnot, I don't know.
1: It will uh it will that, show you things, definitely for sure. You know, there are stats that they do keep that uh that are valuable, like zone starts and things like, you know, you'd see how, you know, players that are protected where coaches won't start them deep in their own zone because they may be a liability or whatever the case. I and mean, those things are kind of cool stats to see. Uh, but it, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I really have to do my research.
0: Yeah, I'm only, I'm approaching the age of 30, but to me mentally, I'm like approaching 50 because I have no freaking clue about how to do any of this stuff. So yeah it comes to with electronics and everything everybody always comes to me oh how do you work this I have no freaking clue how to do it <laughs> I, I really don't
1: yeah so I didn't, I didn't mean to get into a fancy stat discussion but you know anyway uh, no, but
0: that, that was a pretty funny
1: little uh, definition you had for that like guy yeah I mean <laughs> we talk about not embracing future or, or technology jeez. I mean, open, open mind. People have an open mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely can see where. While, while I don't completely understand it, I can't cast it aside either. So
0: no, it's just gonna, it's one of those that's going to take some time getting
1: used to. Yeah, for though. sure. And and now, and now the fact that pretty much all the fancy staff people have been, you know. Swept up by all the uh, the NHL teams, and now the second batch of, uh, I was just thinking this today. I'm like. I should just go out and scoop up every domain name of every kind that, that every fancy stat person could use and just, you know, sit on them all and sell them off to people and make money <laughs> off of them. Because really that would be the way to go right now because, you know, uh, behind the net and uh, and all those guys, you know, are pretty much closing, you know, pretty much close all their sites down. So, yeah, people are going to be out there looking for new sites I actually saw a new site today and I don't remember I have to uh probably take a look at my tweets and uh but I, I think a new one just uh just released or just opened up today or recently. So good you know good for them because we're going to need more fancy staff people to take care of this stuff. So but Anyway, uh let's round out this shit show. And uh, the two final defensemen on this roster are Jason Strudwick and Jim Vandermeer. Good old Jim Vandermeer. God, Strudwick was such dog shit. <laughs> yes, he was. I, I don't remember him. I don't remember thinking highly of that guy. Six four, two twenty six. 226. Uh, it,
0: it was like the curse of the Jasons for me but between him and Cullimore. Good God, ugh. I couldn't figure out who was worse. Cullimore. Ugh. I think we get two rounds of him, you know, uh, in the future too, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> First go around was so great; I had to have it a second time.
1: Yeah, and they, and they brought him around when they were actually good. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he on the Winter Classic team? I thought he was. He was. Yeah, he was. I think he was after the Cup. I think the year after the Cup is when they signed him.
0: Really, I don't remember that.
1: Oh I, yeah, you know, what? I think it was three
0: go go arounds with him, wasn't it?
1: Uh, well, let's. While we're, we're yeah. looking at it, Me let's well. look it up, Jason, because <laughs> he has to spell his name uniquely. Six five two thirty five. Let's get a good look at this. Let's get a good look at this, this career of Jason Cullimore. I remember he was on uh, Tampa for a while. I believe. Yeah, he was on Tampa. Came to the Blackhawks. Went to Florida, then came back to Rockford for a couple of years and played with the Blackhawks in ten eleven. Yeah, you're right. Yep. And then uh, after that, he played in uh, played over in Europe for a team called the Roosters. Hey, don't hate on that German league, man. That's... <laughs> he played for the Cox. <laughs> Uh, what, what a way to finish your career, playing for the Cocks. <laughs> all right, then. <laughs> that wraps up There's this week's... Nothing to
0: follow up on. Yeah, that, one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that wraps up this week's version of uh, Back in Time. So, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much, for the most part, all we got. Uh, I, I do want to give a special little uh, shout-out mention to uh, Mike Figueroa, who uh runs figsigarts.com it's f i g s i g arts.com he's a uh, really talented artist and uh tattoo regular you know print artist and tattoo artist um he, he runs his own site and he actually uh you know does Blackhawks slash Indian themed tattoos, along with everything else. But all his work is original. Uh, he's done several portraits of, you know, Blackhawks, different Blackhawks here and there. He's got them signed and sold them. He uh, he gives a portion of a lot of his proceeds to the Ronald McDonald House in Chicago, which is you know it's good. You know, it's a charity. It's good stuff. You can't hate on that. Uh, his most recent design, which. We 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 definitely poke fun at at, at the guy, is uh, a bit of a tribute to uh, Brandon Bollig, the uh, cement head, face puncher, <laughs> extraordinaire. Um, but you know, it's it's a nice piece of art. He's he's def, definitely an extra uh, extraordinary artist. So I got to give him definite credit for that. And and if you're you know if you're a fan of Bollig... Which you probably don't listen to us anymore if you're a fan of bowling.
0: <laughs> but, I don't um, think anybody out of Calgary is going to listen to yeah, us
1: now. <laughs> yeah. Not that I was worried about that in the first place. But, <laughs> uh, you could check out uh, uh, Mike's stuff. Um, his website is uh, figsigarts.com. And then you can also get him on... Uh, Facebook, which is facebook.com slash figsigarts. Um, I've been reposting some things for him. And uh, I'll be honest, I uh, plan in the near, you know, in, in somewhere in the future, um, I'd like to put together, uh, you know, a, f- a half-sleeve tattoo that I actually, uh, hoping that he'll do for me. So that's kind of, uh, you know, shout-out to him. He's he, Like I said, I've seen some of his work, and he's got some excellent work. I posted it up, and uh, there was actually some stuff, Uh, I don't know if it was in the spring, where um, it was was found that uh, someone had taken some of his prints and put them on a t-shirt and was selling them for their own. And, uh, you know, we were able to, with, uh, of course, a bunch of other people on Twitter, and we had, you know, a very small part in it, just to uh, out the group that was printing these t-shirts with his artwork and calling it their own. And uh, they actually took the t-shirts down. And while... I don't know that the uh they actually resolved it they actually resolved it to his liking but they did take the t-shirts down. I think he wanted a part a portion of uh you know what what they took in for that and I think he deserved it cuz it was his artwork but uh his actual uh tattoo where he does his tattoo stuff I believe is out in uh, Sycamore, Illinois. So if you're out in the far west suburbs, I know you have to uh you have to uh uh, call for an appointment and things like that but uh, definitely support him support his artwork I suggest you know him uh, that you actually you know it's worth putting a little bit of money in if you want you know some uh, some unique artwork Blackhawks artwork so shout out to Mike Figueroa he's actually um, from what I read he's actually a, a veteran uh, he was in the uh, US Army so you know hey what more can you say The uh, you know, a, a veteran of the U S army and a Blackhawks fan and an artist. And so. I, so I saw,
0: the, I'm not, you know, like I said, we're not the biggest bullet fans in the world, but, uh, definitely saw the one that you posted today and very, very cool, very cool artwork by him.
1: Yeah. Right. And, uh, he's done, you know, quite a few and he gets involved with, um, some of the, you know, uh, there's like these uh, signings in Chicago, and he de- and he goes there and he gets you know his prints signed. Um, I think he does some other um, prints too for other sports too, but mainly he's a sh- he's a Blackhawks fan. I mean, uh, I, you know, I'm looking right now. Uh, there's a Taves one. There's the Kane one where he's got the uh, the Clark Kent glasses on and the cape from uh you know when he was doing the uh. uh the skills competition uh you know like i said he did bowling there's a couple really good tattoos i mean this guy's a talented guy and like i said uh i hope in the near future i can put together uh, you know a half sleeve tattoo um you know kind of black hawks puck and hostel theme you know unique theme that maybe he can do for me uh so that's you know kind of uh kind of uh throwing a shout out to him uh I've been a fan of his work before you know I actually and I and, and I'm not really getting anything out of any of this I just you know want to support guys who are talented and and fans of the Blackhawks so uh go like his page on Facebook and uh and, you know check out his work on uh his website he's a pretty talented guy.
0: It's very very cool stuff.
1: Right. So um and uh I guess really that wraps things up for this week. Uh, you know, we ran pretty good. So, uh, as always visit my man, uh, John over at black and tan sports. Uh, he's pretty busy this time of year, making up a lot of jerseys for, uh, the team we play on together, which is the windy city syndicate. Uh, he's, you can find him at facebook.com slash black and tan sports. Uh, support him. He's a good guy. Uh, one of these days, I keep saying this, we'll get him on here because he's definitely got a lot of angst that he needs to get out, <laughs> and a, a lot of opinions, so he fit right in with all of us. And uh, so, uh, if you just found our podcast, uh, you, uh, you know Pat and I, our stuff is going to be ramping up real soon. I just posted up an article, just saying that you know uh, things have been slow lately. Pat and I have been busy with uh, you know personal lives. Uh, but things are gonna ramp up real soon with uh, camp coming up you'll start seeing more content and uh, we'll decide based on how things go how often we're gonna do the shoutcast you know if if a lot's really going on we may do shorter shoutcasts more often or you know that may be the the better way to do it I don't know we'll we'll kind of figure it out so your your uh, your opinions are welcome but uh check out our stuff puckinhustle.com. Blackhawksnews.com and blackhawksblog.com. Uh, you can find Pat on the Twitters at uh, Patrick underscore Stankis, uh me Puck and, at Puck and Hostel uh, on Facebook, uh, which is Facebook.com slash Puck and Hostel. Um, you know, our, our weekly shout outs the guys at Committed Indian, uh, guys at HockeyNight.com, Chris Block at uh, Third Man In, and uh, Puck Chatter Radio. Uh, all the boys at uh, Cheer the Anthem, Keith and the crew at Blackhawk Up, uh, one of our former guests, and, uh, of course, Greg Boyson, last uh, Shoutcast guest, and his new crew and their new site over at Let's uh, letsgohawks.net. Uh, make sure you support them. There's, Like I said, there's room for everybody. Uh, you don't have to like just one. You don't have to read just one. I think you should read them all. And uh, you could get, uh, you could form your own opinion from, uh, the whole group. I don't think you need to just be a fan of just one. I think you should spread your, uh, enlighten yourself with, uh, many different opinions. So, uh, Pat, you got any shout outs or anything? Uh, first off, I want to say, it's not really
0: a shout out, but, uh, over the last week we lost a close family member in my family. Uh, just want to say we're thinking about them, uh, thoughts and prayers with them, uh, guy was a big Hawks fan, so uh, just thinking about them and uh, want to give them a quick little few words. Um, as for everything else, I think we're in agreement. Uh, come Blackhawks season time, we're going to have a lot of fun and uh, differing opinions makes it fun, so if you have any hate mail or if you have a topic <laughs> you want to hear discussed, please please let us know and uh, debate makes it a lot better.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to, you know, while we may debate you and we may disagree with you, um, I can't, unless unless you call me, uh, like the one guy, uh, just uh, out of the blue, just called me a pussy because uh, I didn't, you know, (laughs) because I supported girls uh, who were sticking up for themselves. Uh, But, uh, you know, aside from that, uh, I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to, you know, (laughs) if I disagree with you, I disagree with you. And I'll tell you why I disagree with you and, you know. Hey, we at the end of the day we can shake hands and say we disagree, but you know. For
0: it, sure. it makes it it makes it a lot more it's kind of weird, but it makes it kind of enjoyable just to have the differing of opinions. And I'm sure with a topic like Tebu terabinin, you know, we might have a few little uh disagreements along the way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So this it's going to make for it, an interesting, you know, there's going to be some interesting things going on.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, like I said, it, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen, you know, reading, you know, if you followed me over from the previous website, you know, following following your website, you know, just thanks for reading, thanks for listening, and uh, it's going to be a fun year, I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, yeah, we have a good direction to go in, I think. Uh, you get two sarcastic minds like this, and you throw yeah. it together,
0: God only knows what's going to happen. So. Yeah,
1: and I only think it's going to be better talent, or better, uh, you know, content, because the fact, like I said, there were just some nights when, you know, that, that 9 o'clock West Coast game, I just don't have it in me to...
0: I, I suffer from insomnia, so yeah,
1: I, where, works you know There's right. just some days where I'm just, you know, I'm dying to just get it over with, and sometimes I'm not, you know, I'm not at 100%, and uh, sometimes, you know, I feel bad about that, but when you were doing it by, your, when I'm doing it by myself, sometimes I just don't have a choice. So now that we can split things up a little bit, we can actually be a little more fresh with things and uh, add a little bit, you can add a little bit of your personality to things and, and do things, you, you know, your things your way and my things my way and uh, we'll actually spread it out a little bit. Yeah, that was the problem I ran into at the last website. By the time the
0: game ended and, and whatnot, um, you know, I just didn't have it in me to, to write everything right away. And by the time I'd get home from work the next day, everybody would have a recap of the game. So what I ended up doing was picking out, you know, basically doing a weekly summary and it just by the time it you know, people read that it kinda gets watered down a little bit. So Yeah. You know, with having two two people on top of things now it, you know, it should make it for a very interesting season coming up. Yep. Yep. Which can't get here soon enough.
1: <clears throat> right, yeah, and and uh, we'll probably be right in the uh right right near the throes of camp next time we uh we convene, so yeah, if Not, we
0: do a a prediction episode of yeah. the upcoming year, we know that there's going to be disagreements on that. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, well it's going to be I I think we may do, you know, we may start since camp's going to be coming up, we may, you know, uh have a little discussion of the next, you know, the camp roster or whatever the case is. And uh you know, the rookie uh tournament will have wrapped up, so we'll we'll have a pretty good uh idea of how the rookies looked against other rookies in the league at least. So, there is, there's, uh, you know, we're through the dog days of the
0: summer, folks. It's, it's right around the corner. It's getting closer.
1: Yeah, after after Labor Day, it's really. That's that's the turning point. So. Yeah, we're in the home stretch. It's not too far to go. Yeah, for sure. So.
0: Because I think I saw quiz came back from Sweden, so you know, all those European guys are going to be heading back over here. So yeah,
1: well, they got to get in shape. So yeah. Because they've been uh, taking uh, August off. So. Well, unless you're Cam Barker, then you just you know come into camp
0: fat and out of shape, and <laughs> or Dustin Bufflin. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. <laughs> I wanted comes... to pick on Barker a little bit more.
1: <laughs> he comes into camp, comes out of camp fat, fat at both ends. He's like the Stay puff Marshmallow Man. Stay puff Buff. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, we'll get out of here and. Uh, Everyone, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Good night, and thanks for supporting, and uh, don't be a meathead.
0: I want to thank you again for coming down here and joining us tonight. I hope you had a great time, because we sure did. And we will be back. You've been great. We've been Megadeth. Good night.